Welcome to the Fertility Life Coach Podcast, a show for smart, type A millennial women who want to get pregnant without the emotional roller coaster. If you want to learn how coaching can relieve stress and balance your hormones, then this is the show for you. I am your host, Jewel Bejavarpu, and I am an infertility and IVF warrior, as well as a certified life and holistic health coach. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey friends, welcome to the podcast. It has been a little while, but this episode is going to be so amazing. We have my former client, Mikkel, here with us today, and she is going to be telling us all about her fertility journey and coaching and how it was coaching for her and like everything she learned and all the results she got. So it's going to be amazing. So if you ever thought about, you know, um, doing fertility coaching or hiring me as your fertility coach, this would be a great episode to listen to because you will really get a feel of what it's like to work together and kind of hear Mikkel's opinions as well. So hi, Mikkel. How's it going? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Thanks so much for coming on to the podcast today. This is so much fun to see you. I feel like it's been a couple of weeks since we stopped and now it's like, oh, yay, we're back together again. (laughs) It is fun. I like it. Awesome. So can you tell us about yourself, like what you do and your fertility journey as much as you'd like to share? Yeah. Um, so my name is Mikkel. I am actually a life coach as well. (laughs) Um, so I, I'm a big believer in coaching. Um, I actually coach on relationships and I coach a lot of women that have anxiety around romantic relationships and, um, so that's what I spend my day to day doing. Um, <laughs> and this will, I guess, obviously we'll get into this with fertility coaching and why, like, I'm a big believer in it, but, um, I, uh, that's what I do for my career. So it's actually kind of fun to be on the other end of be the, the client doing the podcast interview. Cause normally I interview my clients, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've, I've seen coaching really transform my relationship, help me work through my anxieties, um, you know, and I've been able to do it with clients. And so I was, you know, like felt pretty solid in that area of life, um, but was having a lot of struggles with um, fertility stuff as far as, um, you know, my, my husband and I had been trying to get pregnant for, um, you know, around two years and um, had had a miscarriage. Um and I think at the point I had contacted you, we had done two IUIs yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was already like, and neither of them had worked. They were both failed and, you know, had had some, you know, close family members and friends that had had babies around the time that like our baby was supposed to be born. And so the combination of that, like seeing like these other babies is like, you know, my baby was yeah, this is supposed to be my baby. Yeah, exactly. So there was like a lot of that grief and jealousy combined with, um, just my, um, you know, then, then also the, the, the fear going forward of just kind of like, okay, these two IUIs have not worked. (laughs) Um, really anticipating the third one, not working and starting to already mentally be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do IVF. How's that Mm going to work? And like, all the fears around that. And, um, my, sorry, (laughs) I can start diving into like why I started to work with you, but that, I guess that, that kind of was at the point that I contacted that was what everything was like leading up to it. Yeah. So like, why did you contact me and ultimately like hire me to as your fertility coach? Yeah. Oh, I guess one other thing to note just with the fertility journey. Um, yeah is I did, um, you know, like that first year of trying, we hadn't really actively like, you know, we didn't really know it was a problem kind of thing until it was, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just sort of like, okay, it'll happen. It'll happen. And the more time that goes on, you're like, oh my gosh, something might really be wrong kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then I feel like it's just, once you start actively, then it's like, okay, now we're working with a specialist and this isn't working. So just getting more discouraged. Um, and so it was honestly, my husband really encouraged me (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, because I think, and this is all of us as humans, um, as we do this of having this tendency to be like, I'm okay. I'm fine. Like, 
I think also, especially as a coach who like, I, you know, I have, you know, a lot of tools already, like in my tool belt of, um, you know, like I've worked through all these different, like other areas of my life. And so kind of this sense of like, no, I'm fine. I don't really need help. But my husband was just seeing like how emotional I kept getting about, Mm -hmm. um, not being pregnant, um, like anytime I have a period or seeing baby pictures. And, um, so he really encouraged me to like, he was like, okay, counseling or coaching, whatever it is, like go get support. Yeah. And so, you know, I obviously like big fan of coaching. And so I reached out to you, um, cause I had heard your podcast and, you know, we have been trained similar, um, life coach methods. And so I like already like trusted you a lot. Um, and then talking to you on the console, it was just very nice because you're relatable as well as, um, I loved what you brought. I loved like that you really work on like your mindset and emotions, but also like you have a lot of strategies too. And so I thought that was really like a piece I needed of just, you know, we were looking at, we really might need to spend 18,000 on IVF and that is so expensive. And I just saw it as like, you know, coaching is definitely an investment, but I just, in my mind was kind of like, okay, to be able to like go all in on like really making sure my body is in the best shape, like that my mind's in the Mm -hmm. best shape and that like, I'm doing everything that like, you know, that this could happen naturally or with the IUIs that like, I'm doing everything on that end. And so I kind of saw coaching as like, the way to be able to really like explore everything else before like us just totally like jumping into IVF, which is obviously very painful and time intensive and expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we did a lot of like having those kind of like, I would call them like mentorship coaching conversations. And that's something I do with my clients is I, I've done, you know, I feel like I've done a lot. <laughs> I've done a lot in my fertility journey, which it kind of sucks, but also kind of gives me that vantage point, which mm-hmm. I was able to like, I love, I mean, I love this. I love passing on my knowledge and being like, okay, like this is what's kind of IVF generally. Now everyone's different, but we did spend a lot of conversations like, okay, how many IUIs do you want to do? Like, mm-hmm. what is it going to look like for IVF? Like, what do we need to tweak in our diet, in our lifestyle? Like what, um, like what other methods can we do? And I think like, I remember us talking a lot about like, okay, like, testing to check. Um, and, and having, helping you be in a place where you felt confident and you had that information and resource without having to read like a bazillion books. Yeah. Um, and like, so you felt secure and confident going into those IUIs, going into your doctor's office and really being like, um, Hey, like really need this test or like, Hey, really want to know, like, you know, what's going on? Like, can you tell us a little bit more about like the IUI process and kind of just like how you kind of like, I really saw you going from like, okay, I'm just doing this to being like, okay, I am advocating for myself. I feel confident going in there. Um, I really know like what my next steps are and what I need to do. Like, can you tell us? I feel like actually a big part of that was kind of the letting go of needing like the whole plan. Mm-hmm. And I like that's what I was really trying to do was like map it all out. Like, okay, this is the point that we stop IUIs. This is the point that we start IVF. All yeah. of that. Like I was yeah. trying to figure it all out. And I feel like, um, I really slowed down quite a bit and, um, just got more present with like, this is my next step. And like, yeah. like, like I know for sure we're doing this third IUI. Um, and like, and just being really clear on kind of the next thing and, I think you helped give me like a lot of data, like things to know, things to test and kind of just looking at it as like, okay, this is just an experiment. We're just trying different things yes. versus like, um, making it this very dramatic thing if it happened or didn't happen. Oh my gosh. And I remember you saying that like, oh, like that was like a big aha moment. We talked about like, this is just an experiment. We were literally just gathering data. If it doesn't work, that's like what it is. It's like, bring it back to the math, bring it back to the data, be like, okay, we know this, this, and this happened this cycle. This didn't work. So next cycle, we'll try this, this, and this, or like try that. And it's just like, oh, we're just gathering data. It's just an experiment. Yeah. So I feel like that was honestly like a really huge thing. And so then I think that also helped approaching the doctors of being able to like, you know, you encourage kind of different, um, 
I guess, should I explain IUI, like as far as how it works or do you think? I think a lot of, I think a lot of our listeners or they can Google. If you don't know what IUI is, go Google it, my friend. Like the general, like, you know, family and friends have like no awareness, zero awareness. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I like our listeners probably though, but, um, yeah, I, like you were helpful as far as like kind of opening my eyes up to like, Hey, here's different protocols you could try, or like, maybe you try this or that next time. And so like, just like requesting those things. Um, so that was cool to be able to, yeah, again, it's like, Oh, here's a way we could add more data. And like, so it felt like a little bit more in control in that way of like, I could ask for this or that, um, like, Oh, Hey, let's try a trigger shot this time. Or like, let's do an ultrasound to confirm ovulation. I remember something you encouraged. And so being able to just like, Hey, here's other areas to get more data points. Like, cause I can't mm-hmm. control getting pregnant this month, but I could control like collecting more data, which in the end is going to help us figure out getting pregnant. Um, now another thing that I thought was helpful too with coaching with IUIs was also, um, I think I just remember like the set, like the second IUI was like, so discouraging for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause it just like, you know, the first one didn't work and I was kind of already starting to question it in my mind. And there was just like, um, that one was like just more painful for whatever reason. I Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly why with however, like the doctor did at that time. And I just like broke down bawling at the doctor's office and the doctor was, you know, they're all like freaking out, like worrying. I was like in a ton of pain, which, you know, was a combination of the physical pain of it with all the emotional pain that had built up kind of thing. But it was just like, kind of, I feel like just sometimes going to the doctor, it's like, it just, oh yeah, we're going to figure this out. And like, um, you know, like, oh, are you feeling lucky this month? And it was just like, very like, like, I think my doctor is great, but there was definitely not like, I, I remember like thinking (laughs) as a coach of like, I feel like he should like sit down with me right now and be like, what's going on in your head? And like, what are you worrying about? And like, I I, I felt like I was like, that would have been the thing to do instead of just like brushing it off with like a lot of positivity and like, yeah. Cause sometimes that like makes it hurt worse. Cause you're just like, Oh, he doesn't get it. Or like, she doesn't get it. And I feel like that's the biggest thing with like going through something like this is because we get we feel invalidated a lot with other people saying things about like you know it's just it's fine you know you you relax right that kind of stuff is so invalidating um (laughs) but then I think we also do that to ourselves too right where we kind of expect Mm -hmm. ourselves to be feeling more positive about it or happy and like not making room for like all that pain that is going on for us and so anyways, going through that IUI, that's where I was just really like, okay, coaching is going to be so helpful. Cause this is the space that I can do that, where I can talk about that pain and like, what is going on in my head where, you know, the doctor, I mean, it's not necessarily his job. I think it'd be great if he took the time to do yeah. that. Right? Yeah. Um, but they're not trained in that. And no, they're just no, like, okay, next patient. Like, yes. <laughs> <I saw> you why. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was just like, I felt like I needed that space too. So um but (laughs) sorry my brain's all over the place no Uh, I think what you were saying earlier like before you talked about I don't know like a couple sentences back about like coaching is the place where you can go and like feel those negative emotions mm -hmm. and like process them and I think that's like like I don't know I think I like to think, think that's like really a space that I love to create in my coaching because a lot of my clients and I don't want to like words into your mouth. I feel like you included came in with a lot of like, like unresolved grief mm-hmm. and like, you're like, Oh yeah, I like feel better. Like this happened to me. Like the miscarriage happened to me like a year ago, or I, I think it was a year or like a, a while ago. Right. But like, as we started coaching, we were like, Oh, like that grief, those like kind of bigger, tough emotions are still kind of there. We're still kind of holding on to them. And then we're just kind of burying them. And I, I love in coaching, creating that space to really bring it all up because I feel like uncovering those emotions, healing from like the infertility trauma and, and the grief and all those things that we haven't addressed yet. Like that's where our deep work is because a lot of it comes back to that. Do you want to like share about that or I'm like, here, share about that, Mikkel. (laughs) I feel like that was a big part definitely was like processing, um, the, the negative feelings of that. I mean, cause realizing like a lot of the, 
like frustration or anger with how other people were responding to my infertility or like, um, or just like other babies and all of that. And being able to, um, I guess, turn it more back to me, like processing my pain was a good way to be able to validate myself where I wanted like everyone else. Yeah. And being okay. It kind of sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I do. Um, and like, and that's the thing, like when we expect other people to validate our pain, like that's getting us in like a lose-lose situation because they haven't gone through infertility. They might not have gone through miscarriage. Like they have no idea what you're going through really. And like then expecting them to hold space, which is like kind of a hard thing to do. And like all these things, it's just so hard. It's like a lot of pressure on the relationship. So like doing that for yourself and like giving yourself that opportunity is like so invaluable. I think for sure. That was really helpful. And then (laughs) I'm like, I don't know what point to say this. Like I'm totally fine with Sherry, but like we did get pregnant on our third IUI. Yeah. And that was actually like kind of a fear I did have with going into coaching of like, well, what if I get pregnant? Then what do we do? (laughs) But yeah, let's talk about that. That was where a lot of the other grief did come up of like the fears of, yeah. What if this one doesn't work? Um, you know, like the kind of not being totally, all in on it happening, <laughs> which I'm not going to say through coaching. I like those fears just got deleted 100%, but I feel like I was able to definitely just kind of notice that was like noise coming up in my brain without necessarily, um, getting caught up in it. Um, yeah. And I really want to emphasize that to the, the second trimester. So <laughs> yes, very secure. Well, not a hundred percent. Nothing is, but more secure. Yeah, and, and so after that three right was positive, we had like a massive celebrations it was so exciting yeah and then we really like and that like pretty much every person asks me that I was like well what if I do get pregnant during mm-hmm. coaching and I was like well like nothing really changes because <laughs> yeah. it's really what we do is like I mean you can speak to this like did anything really change with the anxiety yeah well and I okay so first I have to go back to the celebration because I don't want to just brush over that because that was like a great part of our coaching experience I think but then yeah yeah I want to dive into that um that was something I thought would be good to talk about but I no I felt like um that was really fun just like being able to get the positive test because I well obviously like we're all like so excited for this moment but I like I was ready to throw in the trash right it's just kind of like because you just get at this point where you're just like it's not going to happen right like we're gonna do the third IUI it's not going to work and then we're gonna move on to IVF like that's it you know and and so anyways just you take but you take the test out of routine and like glance at it and like about to throw it away and then I like wait pause there was a very 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 faint line here and so it was really fun to have you there to be able to like text you, message you and have you like, cause I'm like, wait, is this a thing? Right. And like, and, and you literally were able to like, well, encourage me, like, tell me next steps to do I'm like, yeah, no, this really could be a thing for you right now. And, and like walking me through, okay, here's the test you need to go do. And like, here's what you need to go check and like encourage your doctor to have checked. Um, and so that was just like a really cool, like support to have in that moment mm-hmm. of like, you were literally the first person I told. <laughs> oh, thank you. Or my husband. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I just having that like support and cause I think also having gone through a miscarriage and like not necessarily having known like, oh, here are things to be checking early on. And like, and you totally gave that to me. So I felt that support a lot of finding when finding out like yes there's all these fears but also like having you there's that sense of like and I'm doing everything I can at least right like I've checked these levels right we're monitoring these things and so we're doing we're doing all we can to make sure that this is healthy so that was like a fun moment but then also like um felt very supported there as well oh well thank you Michael. it was like such a joy to support you and like honestly like when you and my other clients get pregnant it's just like so it like it's so exciting and like I am excited for you all and I know how like anxiety ridden it also is too like it's I would say that I don't know half and half maybe 75 25 like it's 
it's a lot of different emotions and you we often have this like dream of like the Cinderella Disney story of like getting the positive pregnancy test then like magically all the anxiety disappears and we're happy and everything's worked out and now we're like we're finally pregnant and it's amazing we should be crying tears of joy and jumping up and down and like I mean I've had a miscarriage as well and was pregnant for like a week um and like that did not happen to me and I don't I don't think that happened to you either, nor to many of my clients. And just to like really be like, oh wait, like it doesn't have to look a certain way and to have support in kind of like changing the narrative around pregnancy after infertility. Yeah. Yes. And I think also um just pregnancy and having babies in general. <laughs> That's like a whole nother podcast. Fertility. Yeah. <laughs> I just think like this is such a like. And this is something I think we talk about a lot as coaches, but just the, like, just remembering that, like, there is a lot of positive and joy in life and there's hardship and struggle. And I think, yes, when you're, when you're wanting something for so long, we do paint this picture in our mind of when I'm pregnant or when I have a baby, like, it's just going to be this like magical, amazing, happy thing. But knowing like, um, yeah, there is a lot of joy with it and there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of fear. Ah. There's like the physical, you know, like that, this is really what we spent a lot of time coaching on after going through the, mm-hmm. This, mm-hmm. after like getting pregnant was, you know, dealing with, um, morning sickness and like all of the emotions that came up with being pregnant and the anxiety, the sadness, the just feeling gross. And, and then I know, obviously, you know, there's going to be challenges once we have a baby of, yes, it will be really fun. And there's going to be a lot of hardship too. And, and not that that takes away from wanting to be pregnant or having a baby, but I think it's just such a good reminder when you're in the waiting of it and your brain's telling you it's going to be so magical and perfect. Once you get there is just knowing like, this is this trial right now is just prepping me because there's going to be challenges when I'm pregnant or when I have a baby down the road. And I feel exactly. so much more prepared for those because of it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about kind of like, like, I don't know, maybe like the top three or four, like aha, big kind of like concepts, things that you felt like, oh, like this was so helpful that we coached on, um, particularly like after you got that positive pregnancy test, um, as well. Um, so I think definitely, um, being able to navigate like all the grief that did come up with it for sure. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about what, what grief did come up? Um, I think it's still just, yeah. Like the sadness of the last baby we lost and the fear with this one, the kind of the unknown there. Um, and then I also think being able to um, navigate just the, um, I think honestly, this is huge. I feel like the, the emotional pain, right. The grief and sadness, mm-hmm. anxiety, being able to go through that in a way that was healthy, but then also, um, the physical pain, right. Like I, I think that, um, being able to have you support, like to work on my mind, like, cause the, the physical discomfort of being pregnant, like I, I think I definitely, like, I, I knew, like I had done it before, but like, I think definitely this pregnancy has been worse and, so I think having a coach through that was really helpful just to work on like the mindset. Like, so yes. You're what, physically- yeah. Like what was the mindset that we worked on? Do you mind sharing, yeah, sharing that? Cool. Like what exactly we talked about and worked yes. on with the physical like discomfort? Yeah. Um, so I feel like there were two components, which was like one being able to just lean into like, like this is kind of my experience right now. And so being able to like supporting my body like supporting my body with my brain if that Mm -hmm. makes sense so like you know when I'm going up that I could just be like in my brain like oh my gosh this sucks this is horrible like what's wrong with maybe thinking all of that um versus going more to a place of like this is exactly like this is my body doing its job like this is my body doing the very best it can to like support and help build this baby and like my body knows exactly what it needs to do So kind of that, like having more loving and trusting thoughts towards my body, um, with like gaining weight or getting sick. Right. It's just kind of like, you're doing what you need to do. Like you're doing your best. Obviously I'm not there 100% of the time, but like, there's that piece of it that was huge. But then also the, um, piece of 
I really felt like I had to be more productive. <laughs> I wanted yes. to maintain oh my gosh, we talked about level. this a lot. Yes, I wanted to maintain the same level of productivity as before I was pregnant. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you were like successful, type A, like high achieving, like you were like a go get him, like let's do it, like kind of woman, right? Like yeah. a lot of my clients, I, I, I'm the I, same. I run my own business and I have these clients I like have, I, that I'm committed to, right? And like that I need to meet with every week, but then also I'm like already in the head and like I'm 10 steps ahead of like, oh my gosh, when the baby comes, like all these things in my home and my business and life that are not like totally prepared for a child yet. And so I was like putting all that on myself of like, not only was I supposed to like be operating at the same level of productivity as before, but also I needed to be like doing all the prep work so that it would be super easy and smooth once we had the baby. And it just was not a realistic expectation on myself at all. Yeah. I mean, like, I remember like us talking about this for many sessions, like the pressure that I remember. I mean, I just sympathize. I just totally understood it. Like the pressure that you put on yourself with the thoughts of like, not only like, do I have to be on my best game now, but also like do all this extra work. And like, what were some of the things, like, what were that stood out for you that like really helped like the thoughts, the thoughts or the feelings. I know we like, I think a big exercise that we did was like really figuring out our priorities Mm-hmm. And like, what are my top priorities? And like, what does it look like when I um, lean into and honor those like top three priorities? And I, I still remember the session. You were like, I said like, let's do like top three, or maybe I said top five. It was like a, like a single digit number. And you were like, um, like, can I do like top ten? <laughs> like, you're you're just like, I remember you're like, I don't think I can do it down to three. Like, we really have like five or six priorities, and we were talking about it, and we we're just like, oh, like yes, that's why I'm feeling pressured because you wanted those top like five priorities, like your marriage, your business, your health, like the baby, like like all the other stuff. Like, it all had to be number one, and like mm-hmm. it was stressing you out so badly. Yeah. So tell us, like, I want you to take over, like, tell us like kind of those like thoughts, like what really helped with like, cause by the end of the coaching, you were totally like, yeah, like this didn't happen today. Like I, did you like, Mikhail, did you do anything for the future for your business in did this I first think? trimester? No. Yeah, exactly. Right. And like, you were panicked about that. No, at the beginning. I'm like, I'm but, like, just barely like starting to think about it where I just was kind of like, okay, I'll incorporate like here's this one goal I have for the future. That's really important to me. And so I'm going to like dedicate like an hour or two a week to it. Right. So I'm just like slowly easing it in now. And I'm, yeah, I'm but- hoping that I will be able to more so as, as I continue to like feel better. But, um, I think yeah, like what changed between like, right. Where you just said like, right then, like, yeah, easing it in, like that's yeah. not some pressure filled at all versus like, I think the week you got pregnant, you were like, we're screwed. Like, I don't think you said that, but like, like that's just, what are we going to do? So like, yeah. what, like what happened in between yeah. there? Like for those 12 weeks? Yeah. Well, I heard, um, I think one of the things you said that I really liked was, um, that just kind of looking at our time, sort of like an experiment too, where we're just trying different things each week to see what works for us. Um, you know, and so I think, um, kind of figuring out more boundaries of what is doable for me and what isn't. And so like, you know, I had a day where I had like nine clients, <laughs> I think mm-hmm. like I, I was coaching for like nine hours and, um, and I like also was not giving myself breaks in between. Like I ended up throwing up at the end of the day, like, uh, or no, like, yeah, I did. <laughs> I might've thrown up twice, but I just like, was really like exhausted that day. And so I, I feel like one thing that was really helpful was just kind of defining what was like a full day for me of like saying, okay, we're not doing more than four clients a day because nine is way too many for you. And so I just felt just by how your body felt by the end of the day, it was the signal of this is too much. Yeah. Um, you really tuned into your body. I feel like a lot or like, okay, what does my body feel like we can do? Cause then we went to the other end where it was just like, okay, now I'm resting too much. I'm not doing enough yet. And then we're like, oh, okay. Like now we kind of have to figure out the middle. Yeah. But like really tuning into your body of like, what does my body need right now? Versus like what your mind is like, and I have to do this, 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 and I should be able to do it perfectly. And you know, all the chatter. 
Well, that was something you kind of said was like pushing the limits. Like I kind of pushed the limits one way of, okay, that was way too much. And so then we kind of pushed the limit the other way of like, okay, and that definitely was not enough (laughs) things to do. Um, And so I think that was like really helpful to kind of think about that. Um, But then also like being okay with like the minimum, like I think we had Mm. years. I'm going to be too sick to even like be on a car. I'm just going to be like throwing up the whole time. And so she's like, Hey, what if like, it literally is you take two months off from coaching or, you know, like for those listening of like, yeah, taking two months off of like your job or I don't know, like everyone's situation's different, but like, I was like, what? No, I could not do that at all. Like, there's no way. But, um, but then kind of opening up to that idea of, you know what, if it does get really bad, like I can find a way to like make that work. And so kind of being okay with the absolute minimum of if I'm really sick, I'm going to just do nothing and that's okay. Or like being okay with, yeah, I am able to do some calls, but it's going to be not nine a day. It's going to be like four and it might just be those four. And the whole rest of the day, I'm just going to be laying in bed and that's okay. And, and how do you get your be clean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, and how I'm do- going to eat frozen foods every night. <laughs> exactly. Like, yes, yes, and yes. So Pretty like, much. how did you get your brain to be on board with that? Because I know when we started coaching, your brain was not on board with it. You were very, like, there was a lot of resistance to like lying down, taking a nap, not having the house clean, not doing your normal everyday kind of like chores or like helping your husband out, um, yeah. around the house. Like what like thoughts or like processes you use to like get your brain on board because it's like, yes, it's so great. And I talk about this with a lot of my clients. Like, it's so great to be like, yes. And I can take this time and I can figure it out and I'm okay with it. But like getting to the actual, okay, where you literally physically feel okay versus like, I know I'm going to be okay. Like is very uh, different. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Like, okay. First is like actually doing nothing and letting myself or doing less, like actually doing less. And like, I didn't necessarily change how I was thinking about it. I just felt really uncomfortable with it. <laughs> so you I like, like allowed the uncomfortableness. Yeah, of the like it was just uncomfortable to not be doing as much, right? And like, so I think that honestly was huge. Of like, I didn't necessarily automatically have like, oh, here's this like positive thought that makes me okay with laying in bed. It was yeah. just like, I'm laying in bed and I'm uncomfortable with it, but I'm doing it anyways. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like, I feel like that was one thing. Um, and then also like thoughts that did help me one that you offered was that like, I'm growing a baby right now. So just kind of thinking about it as like me laying in bed is being productive. It's just like productive in a way that I've never done really ever in my life before. Right. It's just a different kind of productivity. Uh, Yeah. Like looking at everything from a different angle of like, okay, how am I actually am being productive? How am I actually doing my best yeah. like how is this even more than I've done last quarter in my business like and really simplifying everything I feel like we just simplified it yeah but so that I think that was helpful to just look at it as like okay me laying in bed this is me being productive this is me building a baby so this is productive so that I think helped ease my mind a little bit like you can't be productive this is just a different kind of productivity um like kind of redefining what can be productive for you Um, And then looking at it as a season, I think of just, okay, you know what, this is like, and I don't know, maybe I'll go through this all again in my head once I like, maybe if I keep being sick all through the second trimester, then I might be like, crap, what? Now I have to be okay with not being productive second trimester too. But I feel like looking at it as this is a season, but I guess even then, if it's like, okay, nine months, this is a season of this, right? Um. And I think like kind of having that trust of like, it'll get done when it needs to get done. I think that was kind of another thought, like just believing that of like, okay, these other things you're wanting to do in your business from the baby comes or like the kitchen being a mess or, or even like cooking homemade meals. So like that will get done when it needs to get done. But right now it doesn't. So it's not happening and that's okay. And how did you like build that trust in yourself? Well, like, honestly, like, it was like thinking that, right? Like it'll get done when it needs to, right? And like mm-hmm. practicing believing that and like reminding myself that. And I guess practicing believing that, allowing myself to not do something and then seeing the result of it actually really was okay that that thing didn't get done, right? Like to look yeah. at it after the fact and be like, oh, look, it was okay that the kitchen was a wreck. Like it, yeah, it yeah. Like it really wasn't that big of a deal. 
Um, and now I'm feeling like I have a little bit more energy this week. And so I am going to clean the kitchen a little bit and like, it only lasts for a few days, but whatever you're going to. Yeah. And like really trusting yourself and trusting your body that like, cause I think some of the things we talked about, correct me if I'm wrong, was this whole fact of like, if I can't do it now, if I like let myself, I don't know, like, I want to like, you, you see me, but like, you guys don't see me. Like I'm using like quotes, like air quotes. It's because if I let myself indulge now, then like, I'll never get up out of the couch or I'll never clean the house again. Or I'll never like going from this like very like, black and white thinking of like, it's either like hundred percent super productive or it's like, I'm going to be on the couch being useless or whatever, like not saying sitting on the couch is useless at all. Cause it's not like, I'm like, the thought is like, I'm never going to like, if I let myself indulge in this, it's never going to come back versus like now you've really found that like ebb and flow of like, yeah, today is not a day where I can do hundred percent. And then when it is a day that you feel better, like your worst fear didn't come true. Like you actually do do the things on the day where you do feel hundred percent versus you know, before where you thought like, oh yeah. Well, and I actually kind of feel like the opposite is true now of like, if I give myself a lot of time to rest that like, I actually will probably be even more like, I don't know, motivated is the right word, but like, I'll definitely hit a point where I'm just like, oh, I'm so done with that. I like, I really want to do something. Right. Yeah. Um, like I'm so tired of laying around. (laughs) So I guess I definitely don't think that's really a thing where you like, if you lay around a bunch, then that's all the, now that you've caved into that, that's all you're going to ever do. Like if anything, it's probably the opposite of after laying around for a while, you get done with it and you're like, no more. Right. Yeah. But like, so like you didn't believe that. I know when I was in that stage of my life, like I sure as hell did not believe that. I know many of my clients are like, no, no. Like if I take one step of like not doing exactly what I need and following my structures and schedules and all these things, like I'm going to be a failure. And like, what are you making that mean about yourself? Not taking the rest when really, like you just said, like that rest is really recharging you. And now you're even like more productive and feeling happier and healthier and like putting those priorities in place. Yeah. I think it's just like being less rigid kind of like, I, I really like to use a calendar and be organized with my time. And I think it does help me be more productive. I think it actually will prepare me well for like having a schedule with a baby, but also having weeks where it was like, yeah, you know what, <laughs> this is like, I don't feel great. Like right now I'm supposed to be doing this thing and I feel horrible. It's not a client call. So I'm allowed to just take a nap or whatever. And yeah. so like, I think just creating more like flexibility for myself, um, Or like this week, I didn't even make a calendar and it's like, that's okay. And like knowing that doesn't mean like, okay, next week I can still do it again. And like, like you said, it's like, it's fine tuning it, right? The more we go, the more data we get and we've learned like, okay, this was too much for me. This wasn't enough. And we like tweak it as we go and having that flexibility with yourself. um, Yeah. And I think the key is just like not beating yourself up. Yeah. Yeah, like, okay, I didn't get, I didn't get as much as I thought I'd get done today. And like just being, yeah, not, not making it mean anything about who you are as a person. Yeah. Yeah. Or your success or your anything Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Any last like concepts? And I, I, we, t- I mean, we talked about so much, anything else that really stands out to you that you'd like to share as like concepts that you learned that you thought were really helpful that you would love to share to other people who are struggling with infertility and all the the mind drama or people who have just gotten pregnant or after infertility. Mm, I don't know. I'm like racking my brain through what all we've done. Yeah. Can you talk, maybe talk a little bit more about like the whole, like the jealousy a little bit, if you wouldn't mind. And like the, kind of maybe the jealousy and like, just like the, the all that, like that comes up, like that grief that comes up with yeah. like seeing those pregnancy well, announcements, seeing other people have babies and, like how you, how you kind of overcame that? Um, well, it definitely gets like, I think, <laughs> I think, um, one thing I like that you pointed out to me is like, I don't think I necessarily looked at it as grief and jealousy. It was just like jealousy, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's more what it presented for me. Grieving looked more like anger and jealousy. And so being able to like, when that came up, being able to, um, tap into more like like turning it back to me because I think anger and jealousy like feels more powerful 
yeah and totally. it spends a lot of energy on other people right like a lot of a lot of comparing and um mm-hmm. you know or even like trying to compensate and convince like well okay maybe they have a baby but I'm more ahead in life and like x y and z area yeah. yeah um and so I think being able to like um I think you kind of guided me to like dropping into deeper emotions like grief um or loss that are that are are more underneath that jealousy and anger that don't feel quite as powerful and are maybe a little bit quieter, but more like healing to move through. Yeah. So I think like just being able to turn the focus back onto yourself, like whenever you find yourself really focusing or fixating on someone else being pregnant or someone else having a kid or like um, you not having one and like playing a comparing game is being able to just turn it back to you and asking yourself, like, what do I need right now? Like, how can, Mm -hmm. how can I take care of me? Right. And like, and validating yourself of being enough exactly where you're at rather than like, just looking at this other person being like, oh, they're better than me because they have this thing is just because they have a baby because they're pregnant is just like bringing it back to you of like, how am I enough in this moment where like where I'm at right now? Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's the biggest thing is just like keeping your head like in, in your lane, like it's easier said than done. I realize, but just practicing that over and over again of like, even asking yourself why, like you're wanting to go look at someone's Instagram page. Why? Mm -hmm. Oh, you're wanting to like, to, to see if they had their baby yet or to, to see like what their bump looks like. Right. Like why, why do you need to do that? Why are you wanting to do that? Maybe it really is just because you're excited for them. But if you ch- just have that check-in of why am I doing this? And if you have that awareness of I'm trying, I'm trying to make myself feel better or I'm wanting to indulge in this anger, then that's where it's a good moment to just pause and turn back to yourself. Yeah. And I, and I like, I think you just hit the nail on the head. Like I think tuning into those deeper emotions, because like, that's what everyone presents with jealousy, anger, and like how I've presented like that with myself many times, um, for like different, you know, pregnancy announcements and friends, babies and all that kind of stuff. And just literally constantly turning back to myself and be like, why is this bothering me so much? And like, usually a lot of situations it's, there's like grief. There's the shame of not being able to get pregnant quickly. There's like the grief of, you know, past miscarriages or grief that, there's this story, their story isn't your story. And like, then after that grief, getting to that acceptance of like, that's okay. Like I'm in my own lane. I'm doing my own thing. Like I do matter. I think that's like, we definitely know definitely worked on that. And I work on that with every single one of my clients. It's like, how do I matter? How can I take care of myself? And really tapping into that and just kind of like doing that mind map of like, okay, I'm feeling grief or jealous or comparison right now what's this really saying? Like what's really going on versus Mm -hmm. just taking it and being angry and jealous and, you know, upset the whole time. Yeah. Also, I think when you can like really practice, like, and I realize like, you know, everyone has their own different journey and like, you know, wherever you're at, like it might be harder to practice this, but just being able to like work on like the believing of like, and you know, you talk about this on your podcast, like believing, but like, I'm going to get there. Like, this is going to happen for me. Right. And like, um, cause I think a lot of times that jealousy is cause we're so focused on like, they have this and I'm never going to be able to get it. Yes. Um, yes. But like being at the point where it's like, Oh, this really, you know, like believing, okay. I think like, you know, we're pregnant, like <laughs> the baby's not here yet, but I'm like believing a lot more like, yeah, this is happening for us like in hindsight, looking at like timelines and who got a baby first and da, 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 and all the stuff that I like was so hung up on now, like it's so irrelevant. And I realize that's hard to see in the moment when you're waiting mm-hmm. for that baby. But I think if you can practice like believing like, this is going to happen for me, like, I don't know exactly how or when, but it's going to happen. Like if you really believe that, then like the timelines of who and what and when becomes irrelevant to you. And that's yeah. where working with a coach can be so good to help you get yeah. to the place of believing more. Cause that is yeah. really what you do on your own. Exactly. It t- totally is. And that's a big thing that we do in coaching. Fertility coaching is building that belief in yourself, belief in your journey. And totally, I agree. Like the who and the what, the how, 
when like does kind of become irrelevant when you really believe like I am going to have a baby. And like, that's the place that I'm at today. Like I, yeah, I'm not pregnant. I haven't had a baby. Um, you know, we have a upcoming frozen embryo transfer and, you know, we only have two more embryos and then that's it. And so like, we, you know, just like really having that belief and like, yeah, some days it's not there, but some days it is. And like the majority of the days it is. And like, I really do believe like, yeah, I am going to get pregnant and it might not be on these two next frozen embryo transfers for myself. Like it might be in three years from now. Like I might need to take a couple years break. And then there might be three years when we might have to do this and this and this, like someday I know I will get pregnant and I know I will have that baby. And like, I just have like 100% confidence in that. And like, that takes a lot to build. And like, is there anything you want to say, like how you build that confidence or any tips that you would suggest? I just going to say, I I think with you, you can see that you have worked on building that. And like you said, you know, it's not a hundred percent. I don't think it ever with is with any of us, right. Even being pregnant, I'm still like, Oh, I don't know for sure. Right. Like nothing's for sure. But like, (laughs) exactly. But, um, like, I think just being able to work with you and like, um, just definitely, it was cool just seeing like how you were able to, you know, like with me being pregnant and like, you're still waiting on this thing that like, you know, again, for me, when I was waiting and having someone else be pregnant, that's a very triggering thing, but that, you know, you're able to take so much joy for your clients that have gotten there. And you're just able to totally like, like you don't, you don't take it personally at all. Like, oh my gosh, something's wrong with me. Like, cause you have that belief in yourself of like, yes. my client got pregnant and like, I'm still going to get there too. So you can just see that for you of like, you know, being able to work with clients that have gotten pregnant and it like, you're totally fine. And I just think that's so cool. Like that just is a testament to just how powerful it is to get to the place you're at, I think. Well, thank you, Michael. I think it is so, so powerful. And so many of my clients do get to that place, which is just, I, I mean, like I see it and everyone's just like freeing. It's like a sigh of relief. And it's just so much more, it's like just so much easier and like fun and like just enjoying the process and gathering data as we've talked about. And you're like, Oh, well that didn't work. And it's just not so personal or so intense anymore. Yeah. Dramatic, intense. Yes. It feels easier and just makes the whole process like less, less like consuming. I don't know. Like, yeah, I agree. And I, and I think with your question that you asked earlier of the belief, I think that, yeah, that looking at it more as data. <laughs> Sorry, you guys, you can't see this, but I'm like having, a, I'm on Lupron Depot right now and I'm like bright red, having a major hot flash. So I'm just fanning myself. Mikhail, keep talking. <laughs> um, but I think just um, being able to practice, um, yeah, that like looking at it more as data, right? Getting kind of out of the drama of it so much. Um, but then I actually really like, and I, I don't, I don't know if this would work for everyone, <laughs> but like for me is like really like thinking about, you know, I, I've done an early gender test and it, we're supposed to be having a girl will confirm like in January, but that was like, what I've just like dreamed about is having this beautiful baby girl. Yeah. And so like, I think, you know, at least for me again, like every, you know, maybe for some people, this might be too painful to do, but like, I think like just going to that place of like, like imagining, like, you know, I love going to Chick-fil-A on Fridays. And so it'd be like imagining like, you know, on Friday, I'm going to go for my Chick-fil-A lunch and I'm going to have like this beautiful little baby girl. Yeah. And that's like that future self work that we do in coaching. Like, and that's like, like, if you're on listening to this podcast right now, like, I really want you to kind of drop into that, like what Mikel is saying. And like, it's, it can be hard at first. So don't worry if it doesn't work for you, but like, it just kind of drop into that and just think of yourself maybe in two, two years, three years of that little baby. And like, just like, think about what she would tell you right now. Yeah. Now, like what advice would she give you? How is she feeling? And really like living from that place because that's where you want to be. You want to be having that baby in your arms, you know, doing all your, your fun, like daily activities with that baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that future self is, is the person who can get you there. Not necessarily your past self because your past self doesn't, doesn't know that stuff yet. So yeah. And just being able to have that joy. Yeah. Of like experiencing that, imagining that that little baby. And, and then I think when you get yourself in that place more, it really helps. So like, you're not so consumed with like, Oh, this person has this baby or this person doesn't. Cause you're just really practicing believing like I'm going to have that really cute little baby. That's going to go on Chick-fil-A dates with me, you know? 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and I guess I feel like we talked a lot. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up anything, last thoughts or any advice you want to give other people who are thinking about maybe like investing in coaching or, you know, kind of struggling with some of the same things that you've struggled with going through infertility? Well, um, I think obviously, like I kind of mentioned earlier (laughs) as a coach, I, I think coaching is very transformational in your life. Um, and I, I think it's definitely one of the best things you can do for yourself. Um, because you know, in the end, like the reason we really, really want that baby is just because we like, we want to start like feeling more joy and connection and love in our family. And, and so like, well, obviously we work towards that is like coaching is a way to be able to start creating that like ahead of time while you're still waiting for that baby. Um, and so that's why I love coaching. I just think coaching is so worth investing in for yourself because you can't control the timeline of your life, but you can take that ownership over like how you're feeling right now and not being so powerless to how you feel just for fertility. So. Yes. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Michael. It has been so much fun talking to you on the podcast. And if you are, after listening to this, you are like, yes, that is me. I need to sign up for coaching. Um, I offer free consultations, like one-on-one consultations, um, where we will talk for 45 to 60 minutes about your fertility journey, about kind of like what you've been going through and really kind of see for a good fit together. I only accept clients that are an amazing fit that I really believe I can truly help, um, and help you feel more emotionally stable and more just like yourself again, um, going through infertility. I think some things that we've talked about in the podcast, but like some things we worked about in coaching, it's like definitely like eliminating, getting rid of that negative mindset, anxiety, that stress, finding that balance in your life where you have peace and just like processing those negative emotions. So, and changing those belief systems. So you do feel at ease, um, on your fertility journey, whether or not you get pregnant. And I think a lot of times when we do that, like we do eliminate stress and eliminate cortisol and help balance our hormones and really like let go of the how and the why. And oftentimes that does end up getting us pregnant. So thank you again so much, Mikkel. And if you would like to schedule a consultation, um, you can email me at hello at simplyjewel.com. And that's S-I-M-P-L-Y-J-E-W-E-L-L-E.com. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Bye friends. Bye. love this podcast and if you have liked what you have heard so far I would love it if you could leave me a five-star rating and review reviews help others find this podcast and help them get the strategies that they need to thrive during infertility remember to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another episode if you want to take this work to a deeper level then I have the perfect coaching program for you go to www.simplyjewel.com forward slash empowered infertility to learn more about my signature one-on-one coaching program. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fertility Life Coach Podcast. See you next time.